Am I meant to be presentable? Only, only because I'm looking at you. <laughs> well, you got your shirt on, so I thought I didn't know if we were doing a video sort of promo thing from it. Well, I'm running the video, but I'm not recording the video. I'm just recording the audio. But please don't be too shocked by the fact that I'm wearing a shirt. I don't. I'm not quite sure why I put it on, but um, I did. It's short sleeved and collarless, so it's not what I would describe as super formal. Uh, as formal as you get, mate. Gone are the days, though. Gone are the days where shirts and stuff are relevant. I mean, I was reading in the news yesterday that, you know, men have got the arduous task of having to decide what to wear to go to work now, and they can't just sort of pull a shirt out of the closet. They've got to sort of really think about it. And If I have to go to work somewhere... <laughs> then you should be worried. No, <laughs> If you've got to leave the house. Well, I might, I might have my first face-to-face -face piece of work next week, the first Oh my I'm, god! I might have to sort of. I've got this fear that I'll go in the wardrobe and everything's been eaten by moths. The stuff that I'm. I've, I mean, I haven't worn shoes for about mm. nine months, a year. Other than on video calls, people haven't really seen your face because you've had it behind a mask. How are you going to build rapport with? I don't know. I think we'll just do video call. <laughs> yeah, we'll Facetime each other in the room. <laughs> Kind of weirdly exciting and, and anxiety provoking at the same time. Welcome to the Noggin Podcast, putting people in good places to do good stuff at work. And today you're joining us as we explore how to initiate a dialogue, how to begin a conversation or an interaction and set it off on the right course. We hope you enjoy. What I'm present to when I meet people out and about is the uncertainty about how to say hello. <laughs> because <laughs> is that is that a new thing, Michael? Well, maybe I'm just more. <laughs> I don't know, perhaps I'm just more present to other people's uncertainty, whereas I've always been aware of my own. <laughs> but it is... What do you mean, like, is, it, is it like leaning for the hug? Or is yeah, it like... I think that's what I'm getting at. Like, you know, some you can just see the people's decision-making process is sort of very um, yeah. overt and on display. It's like, do we, like, you know, I've never been a fist pumper. But, no, you know, there's a culture of fist pumping if you meet another man, for instance. The funny, thing, yeah, the funny thing was when I played cricket. You know, obviously, when you you finish the game or you 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 kind of line up and pay, pass each other, like you probably mm. see them do on the telly, you say good game. And and whereas before you shake hands, and then some people, it's really funny because some people still want to shake hands, and other people fist bump it almost turns into one of these like weird momentary rock paper scissors exercises where people are going like shaking the hand what we do yeah it's weird i met someone yesterday an italian woman who's very uh very uh into embracing and and the, it was like covid had not happened she just came straight in no mask on straight in for a cuddle kiss on both cheeks and I was sort of stood there like, oh, I didn't really get a uh, say in that. <laughs> but then I met someone else recently, an American family. And, and we were sitting on a beach and they were next to us, you know, a few meters away. 
and um, we were talking. She was really, really lovely woman. And then she wanted to come and show us something on the on the, on her mobile, and she requested permission to come close. And I thought yeah. that was a really sweet gesture. She said, "You know, I just want to check that you're comfortable. I can come over." Mm. And I thought, God, she handled that amazingly. She didn't make it into a thing, yeah. But she made sure that we were comfortable with her coming over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, maybe I need to introduce my Italian friend to my American friend, so they can. Uh... That would be a stand back and watch moment, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. So good. So what are we up to today? Well, we've already started talking about initiating, haven't we? You're going to be initiating people in the real world soon. You're going to have to sort your uh, handshake out. You don't want to be caught between a rock, paper, and a scissor. <laughs> When you're uh, working with whoever you're working with. I think with. the hugs are probably out. Depends <laughs> yeah. how the workshop goes, though, you know. Get to the end. I was going to say, if it goes well, you never know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So we're talking about initiating. We are we're talking about how to start off. How When we're interacting with people, when we're wanting to engage in a conversation, how do we get it started? What's important about the initiating phase of an interaction and we're breaking it up into small chunks and obviously in the real world it flows and it's a bit more fluid but we wanted to well i wanted to ask you some questions so that you could share your thoughts on initiating given that there might be some listeners out there who are with us on one of our programs development programs well, there might be some listeners out there who've been on one of our programs and there might be listeners out there who are neither of those things but interested <laughs> neither of those things yeah you're a thing yeah you're neither of those things but you're, <laughs> excuse the labeling <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you happy yeah. are you happy to engage in that kind of a chat then yeah yeah very much so just being um, a bit permission there did you see that yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I don't know what, I, so subtle, you nearly missed it. I don't know what I'm here anymore. You know, it's just it's it's, it's really new, mate. Um, yeah, I think um, I was thinking about that. I've just come back from walking the dog. I was having a thought about you know what we talked about talking about today, and when I think back to breaking things down into initiate, inquire, influence, which is like a almost like tying a bow around some elements of something that's normally well we've tried to demark mm. into a conversation which normally in the real world isn't as demarked it's more free flow as you say and the reason that we originally did that was to make it more palatable for people to work on because you know your communication and behavior can be quite overwhelming because there's a lot of it mm. so we wanted to break it down to make um the suggestions we have about people's interpersonal skills um, palatable and manageable in the way that, that, that we break it down. I remember when we first did it, where this first came from, was when we were helping retail organisations be more human in the way that they interacted with their customers and clients and guests. And you know, I know you've been, you've been involved in parts of that with us more, more recently. And it was any any model usually is born out of frustration, and and trying to make <laughs> nail something down that's quite you know um, organic normally. And what we learned was there was something in the conversation that people had in that environment where 
there was a big thing about people starting well. And it was about how do you avoid the classic British, somebody in a, in a retail environment, which was probably, again, we've avoided for the last 18 months or not been in as much, is people coming up to you who, who dash up to you and go, can I help you? Hmm. And, the, and the standard response to that is, no, thanks, I'm just looking. I'm sure they'd love the opportunity to say that to anyone at the <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, it's like, can I help you? Yeah, can I help you? Yes! <laughs> just hug me. <laughs> yeah. back, in, back in the real world, whatever that is. Um, there was something that people found really artificial or difficult about beginning conversation. In that context, we worked to help people initiate dialogue in a really natural, comfortable way. And then get into a conversation, find out what was going on for the other person, engage, find out what was important to them, and then move on to influence them to buy something. So, And then, then we got to thinking that that's not really that dissimilar from a conversation that a manager has with somebody about their performance or you know, any conversation. If it's, you know, you're engaging with a stakeholder about something or you're coaching somebody. So there's, there's different parts to it. So that's I suppose where we came from with it and then the intention was to say okay so when you're in that moment at the start some people are brilliant at that bit they're great at getting going and then they they fizzle out a little bit because they don't know what to do next and some people you know they come to you as a coach and and say what 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 do you find tricky oh networking events hate them hate them and then um or you know i've I've got something I want to say to somebody, but I don't even know how to begin. And that's the, that's the spirit of it. So, so what we what we began to do was think about, okay, what's the mindset that it's useful to have when you go into these conversations, and what's the what are some of the practical things you can do? My uh, my wife um, tried to initiate a conversation with me recently. Obviously, you know my wife, so I'm sure your mind is already busy with uh, how she went about it. Not sure she thought about it too much. <laughs> she just sort of turned around to me uh, recently and said, so, I think it's time you got a vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> I was speaking to my doctor and I was sitting there thinking, yeah, I, I don't think this is going to convert that well. <laughs> uh, how could I not be defensive in this moment? <laughs> I'm thinking we might not include that in the podcast, yeah. but I just thought I'd mention it because it's really funny. Do you think, do you think um, your lovely wife had thought in any way about how that might land with you? I don't know whether it's. Uh, I think it just popped in her head, and then <laughs> so she might have skipped. She might have skipped to the influence. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we both know that the influencing strategy in our house is that I get told. <laughs> I, I would say it's probably that, but in a dynamic of persistence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely in the phase of persistence yeah. with this issue, and it's wearing wearing you down. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah. Do you know she'll get me eventually? Well, yeah. <laughs> I thought that would make you laugh. Uh, so we're all slightly wary, aren't we? We're all slightly wary of people, especially strangers. We're pre-programmed to be scary, scared of each other. But then there's also people that we know when we're interacting. 
And then we, the, the wariness is perhaps to do with not wanting to cause offence or not wanting to damage the relationship or say something that someone might take the wrong way. And then the wariness in how we go about the conversation then starts to corrupt how we go about things. So whether it's a person you don't know, whether it's a person you do know, there's a lot of stuff that can get in the way, isn't there? There's a lot of stuff that can interfere with the sim- the, what, what could be a simple process of starting off a conversation well. And I think we are, to an extent, pre-programmed to be a little bit scared of each other. Mm. And it's a primal thing where we are feeling our way a little bit and we're working. Yeah. Out. Is there any jeopardy in this conversation? Because, And there are different... Um, types of jeopardy and the fact that if you're just sort of making a casual contact with somebody in the street who happens to also have a dog or something like that there's not a lot of jeopardy in the conversation but if it's initiating a conversation with somebody as you say where you're fearful of their reaction because you have more vested in that um, relationship then yes I think I think there's, there's probably more jeopardy in it so the and I think what, what we've learned over the years is in the initiating stage, um, it's an attention direction. So as, as we talk about you know, attention, balance and, and connection in, in our ABC model, the aspect of human behavior that's most at play at the start is attention. Mm. If you're present to, or you might not be, but you're present to what's going on and or you might not be and the attention direction is often a good way of thinking about it is as you go into a dialogue with somebody who's brand new really important to you or somewhere in between Mm. is the, the question we often ask is are you thinking what do they think of me or are you thinking what do I think of them and often it's the former because you're thinking, how am I catalyzing a reaction in this other person? Or what might they think of me? And what might happen if I say this? Like, you know, are you going to have a certain operation? <laughs> there was no self-consciousness in <laughs> what she was saying, just to be clear. I think that's what you're saying, isn't it? We can be self-conscious when we're coming into a relationship with people and that so our attention is within us it can be yeah and that's a really good the attention direction is inward so self-conscious and so one of the most important things about initiating dialogue is your attention direction is about paying attention to what's going on for the other person and being present for that because if you're in your own head thinking you know why am i here why have i come to this party um i don't know anybody um, what if I say something and, they, and it just all falls on its face or I hate those people who can just say something and bring the whole room with me. So yeah, so it's an attention direction. And I think that's one of the first things that I'd say is most important. We're taking, we're taking our attention from within ourselves, so self-consciousness, to the other person, becoming more aware of them yeah. and how we're seeing them in the moment. Yeah, we're running a script in our head, which could be helpful or could be not. We can have we can go into conversations with loads of preconceptions about what might happen or what they we we presume what other people might be thinking, mm. and that can be helpful or it, it might not be. Mm. We make all sorts of hunches. You know, if we 
you know, we, we hallucinate a tone of voice with an email and a text message. We certainly hallucinate more when we're with people. Yeah. So what sort what are the sorts of behaviours then are we talking about? Can we can we describe the sorts of behaviours that are useful when we're starting off, when we're initiating? And then what sorts of what are the sorts of behaviours that can be unhelpful? In some of our earlier podcasts, we've we've brought our cards out, haven't we? We've got our green and red cards. I had a I, I was reaching for them, as you said. Oh, you've got them there. I thought he's going down the card route. I'm wondering if you could just help us understand the sorts of behaviours that work well, that facilitate things, and then the sorts of behaviours that can derail or can get you started in the wrong direction or might elicit defensiveness. Yeah, that's a big question. Um, can you hear me? I'm doing shuffling cards, as you probably see. So, <laughs> I think there are, there's a, when we do the cards and people have seen us do the cards on each other, there are obviously three big how, how-tos of behaviour that we talk about, which is being attentive, being balanced, being connected. And there's almost a bias in the attempt, in the, initiating part to, to to being attentive that's how we begin you know if you if you if you begin well you know it's like in firo theory terms you talk about inclusion which is you go through the stage of you know initiating and including an inclusion dynamic before you go into a control dynamic which about okay so what's going on here before you go into a i'm happy with all of that so i'm prepared to be open about what's how i'm feeling and what's going on within that so so a dialogue or a dynamic tends to iterate through those stages. So by nature, mm. in the initiating phase, attentiveness. So I might pick some behaviours out specific to that, if that's helpful. So the yeah. um, there's, there's one that's super helpful. And well, the, the let's talk, talk to, which is kind of um, what one that's super helpful is your ability to engage we talk about engaging with relevance mm. and you know a counter to that is speaking reluctantly mm. so there's a, there's a people who say oh, i hate small talk i never know what to say I, I go into these parties i go into groups or i meet strangers and i and i have this awkward moment where I, I don't know what to say and then there are other people who find it more natural to be able to um, start a conversation well or an engagement or a, an interaction well and what they tend to do is they engage and the thing that they do when they're engaging is they engage with relevance because they're getting that thing that you're doing right now which is nodding at me which mm. is so 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 attention can be um, elicited by talking about things that are relevant to the people involved in that interaction it sounds really simple and we've got all this stuff going on in our head. We're we're being self-conscious, so we're not projecting our attention outwards to what's going on around us. So, if we were to return to the retail situation, mm. and the advisor rushes over to the customer who's in the uh, near the shelves that sell in jeans, yeah. If I'm the advisor, I come over to you and start talking about the genes, I'm engaging 
with relevance, right? But if I start suggesting they try on a blouse or a shirt or something that just isn't relevant to the context, then I'm slightly missing the point. You are, and... Unless I manage to somehow magically land on the thing. (laughs) It's how you begin. begin. So in that context, Mm. you've got shared context. So we're obsessed with the weather in this country, right? So we would say, God, isn't it a lovely day? And people don't at that point go, well, actually, there's a cloud up there, so I would disagree slightly. Because we're talking about shared context. We're talking, the small talk is about, um, the small talk is talking about shared experience that's live, that we're both present to. So in the jeans example, instead of going up to somebody and instead of doing the blouse thing, people typically at that point would do the, can I help you? Hmm. And they go, no, thanks, I'm just looking. But in there lies the solution. You, if you just start with, oh, I can see you're looking at our jeans, which might be a little bit really, really blatantly obvious, but you might say, oh, I see, I see you're looking at, I see you're looking at those new jeans we've just had in. Yeah. And then people go and look at you and go, yeah, I am. And then they look at you. And then if they keep looking at you, there's probably permission there to continue the conversation. It's like in a bookshop, you know, if we go, you know, I can see you're looking at the, I see you're looking at the new, you know, John Grisham and people go, yeah. And if they look away from you, leave them alone. Mm. But if they look at you and they go, yeah, I am. And actually what I'm really looking for is X. You're into a natural dialogue. Mm. You did it with me at the start of this conversation. You commented on my shirt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you started to fiddle about with your, uh, polo shirt slightly adjusting it because you saw me in a shirt and then you started wondering about whether you should have put a different shirt on <laughs> but that's another example isn't it naturally you were just drawn into to, to commenting on what you saw at the other side of the computer yeah and what and the and my question then on that is what does that catalyze in you um well i was just dead open you know, the any discomfort at how we might start a conversation was totally, totally diminished. And what was your, how did you feel in my presence when I did that? Um, well, going back to what you were saying earlier, you were paying attention to me, which felt good. Yeah. Felt good. It felt, it felt good. It felt comfortable. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, yeah. that, that's the, Engaging with relevance is the relevance to the individual. Mm. So it's it's in some way talking about something that you know that is common to both of you or that you I was know. Just slightly disappointed that you didn't comment on my tan, but I think, you know, we both know that <laughs> there's always a tan at this time of year. Well, there's also, you know, it can get quite boring. <laughs> and we, we, we we're back to what you said about speech, you know, what, what are the behaviours that help and hinder and engage with relevance is, I, I think, initiating dialogue is about being present to what's going on for the other person. Because what under what underpins the need for attention, but it's feeling important or feeling valued in other people's presence. So you just light, you know, I remember when I first left school, waiting for my A-level results, I was working in a pub and there's a guy who used to come in Every evening on the way home from work, clearly about the same sort of time, half five, quarter to six, 
and it doesn't I can show how long ago this is because a lot of people won't know what I'm talking about. And he ordered a pint of mild, and you'll know what that is because of where you, you were. You were living in Yorkshire at the time, I didn't know you lived in Yorkshire. No, but he ordered a pint of mild every evening. And so after a couple of nights, he walked in and he walked up to the bar. And before he said anything, oh, I said, hello, pint of mild. And his whole face lit up. And he went, yeah. And then we had a nice chat. And it was then his face lit up. And it was a really simple thing to do. So what, what are you doing? You, 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 your attention direction is not being conscious of yourself. You're being conscious of others and what you're noticing about them or what is you know to be important to them because you know them for a little bit longer or, or you know, so you know how we've been talking about X, you know, and then it's, it shows that you are mm. narrowing the frame of what you're talking about to the other person and they feel valued in your presence or feel that you're paying, you're noticing them as an individual and that is, you know, engaging with relevance, it's being... Um, it's doing the opposite of one of the cards that so many times we see people pick out in our workshops where people say, yeah, this, this one, it's a red, it's inattentive and it sp speaks reluctantly. I don't know how to begin. You know, I'm not sure how to start this presentation. I'm not sure how to begin this conversation with this person about their performance. I really want to help them. And I've got something that's really super, super important that they, they understand because I really want to help them with it. And I just don't know how to raise it with them. And it's, and the starting point is don't go anywhere near the content of the conversation until you've created a dynamic where you're present with each other. I was speaking to a client yesterday and they were talking about the distance that's developed between them and a team member during the COVID pandemic. And before the pandemic, before everyone started working from home and not seeing each other in the workplace, they had a really strong bond, really nice working relationship and something they really, or certainly the person I was speaking to really appreciated. And then just certainly since the second lockdown, the the manager I was speaking to has really noticed the levels of engagement in this team member has really dropped off and they're starting to worry about it. And they're worrying about it, but they're also slightly judging them for it. Like they're, they're, they're talking about their engagement having dropped off like they're responsible for it in some way or that you know they've made a decision around their engagement and then similarly their relationship has become more distant and the, the challenge that the manager was was faced with was you know how do i how do i speak about this how do i start a conversation where i ask about this and then also equally the thing that was really important to the manager was they'd really missed this individual. They'd really, they really missed this, the relationship that they used to have. And I remember, and I asked, and I asked them, you know, well, you know, do you, do you want to get, do you want to get this bond back? Do you want to get this connection back? And they, honestly, and they put their hand on their chest and they were like, you know, yeah, I really do. I really want to, to have that relationship back to where it was. And we were talking about how you might, how you might have that conversation and it was like oh well you know do i do i do it in a one-to-one -one? you know at work you know we're coming back to the office every once a week and then you know i could have a one-to-one -one with them is that the right time and i was like well you know if you do if, if you're doing it uh as part of a like project update and then 
just sort of stick it on at the end for the last three minutes and say, oh, by the way, <laughs> I'm like, that's probably not really going to carry the weight of yeah. what you're feeling. And um, it brought up such a lot of um, wariness and um, not resistance, but just uncertainty about how do I how do I speak about this? Because it requires a level of vulnerability, doesn't it, to disclose that you know you you sort of miss this person, and um, and that's the, definitely in this territory, isn't it? It's definitely in this. How do I initiate a conversation that? I don't normally have with someone I work with. Yeah, shall we? Shall we? Shall we play with that? In in what way? <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden I got wary. Oh, <laughs> Use the word play. <laughs> I was going to say, shall I just text your wife and pop into the into, into the room for a second, and let's just let's just role play that conversation again, <laughs> Michael? I think you could... <laughs> Um, so you want to you want to demo it with me? Maybe I can be on the receiving oh, end, and you can work it through because you know we've we've talked a lot about the sort of be present too. But then you know you're talking there of a situation where there's a lot more jeopardy, mm. and there's a lot of personal intent yeah. in that, and there's, there's a risk a of more, rejection. Yes, there's a lot at stake. Mm. So um, let's do it. To, go on, Ben. Do it. Do it in the classic noggin way. Do it two ways. And let's see if the listener can guess which is <laughs> which is the way they'd uh, like to receive it. <laughs> oh, I'm now feeling the pressure. So let's let's imagine I want to have a conversation with along those lines, you know, to kind of a bit bit more of a personal mm. conversation. And so um, almost imagine you're zoning into a demonstration. Hey, Michael. Hey, Ben. How you doing? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm all right. And um, so how's things going at work? Yeah, busy as usual. I've got this uh, project, other project going, as you know. It's keeping me um, keeping me tied to the laptop, but I'm enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, I haven't sort of really seen as much, you know, yeah, get the fact you've been busy. I haven't really seen much of you. Well, no, um, Obviously, it's uh, it's tricky, isn't it? You know, I've been going into the office now. We've um, reopened. Been trying to get um, some space there, but obviously, you know, you're you're working from home. Yeah. How how um how do you think that's affecting things? Well, uh, I, I've enjoyed getting back into the office. Actually, it's something that I've missed. Between, between Sorry. Between us. How's how's what affected what between us? The kind of the the distance. The what do you mean the distance? Sorry. You can't see your face. Really <laughs> so, where are you at currently with that as a conversation? Step out of the demo. Uh, if I'd step out of the demo, I I wasn't sure what you were getting at. Like, um, and also, I thought I thought we were talking about work, and I wasn't quite ready for the gear change to um, distance, even though. I'm aware of there being some distance between us. It's yeah, I wasn't I wasn't quite ready to go there with you. So then went into a bit of um, standoffish reactions. Okay, so if I were to do it a different way, so I'd say, mate, I, I'm 
you can probably tell I'm hesitant, which is normally a sign that I'm wanting to talk to you about something that's important to me and hopefully to you. And I'm, I'm struggling a little bit to find the right way of talking to you about it. Mm. And you know that your our friendship's really important to me, and I, I think it is to you. And I've noticed something recently that I'm putting a meaning on that I'm probably imagining. And I wondered if we could have a slightly different conversation about that because it's something it would help me to help, you know, it would help, you know, clear the air a little bit. Not that I presume that you might not need clearing, but just something that's slightly different outside of the normal sort of work conversation. Okay. Yeah. Would that be right? Yeah, I can see that there's, um, you're busy with something and you're, thinking about it a lot so perhaps it'd be good just to um take some time together to see where we're both at oh yeah so so if i go straight into it i think you'd appreciate it's just that i I feel i feel a bit i suppose the word that's coming up for me is a is a bit there's a bit of distance at the moment and that's that's kind of what you know is going on for me and I'm, i'm wondering if we could talk about you know, is that something you're experiencing or is that, you know, contextual or is it something that I'm just imagining or is it just, you know, we're both busy? So, uh, yeah, I think I think there is some distance. I think you're right. I think I would um, I would use that word, too. And um, maybe it'd be good to talk about it, because I think from my side, there's quite a few factors. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Shall we pause there? So, so the same sort of conversation twice. So, what was it? What was the second one like for you? How was it different? I think the second one felt genuine. I think there's something about the way you started it about, you know, when you you didn't you weren't quite sure how to start, and then you paused, and then you realised that you're hesitating. So then you talked about that as a way into the discomfort of bringing something a bit more awkward up hear the sense of vulnerability in you and could see it and I could um you know I could connect with that and I think that really helped and then also you didn't go into it until until you asked me if it was all right you know that I think that and I think there's something really important that is very often missed when it comes to permission I think it's so important you're smiling what's uh just going back to the conversation you had with your wife oh (laughs) you mean if she'd have said something like so i've been thinking about something really important to me and i'm wondering if we could have a conversation about it but i don't really want to talk about it yeah unless you're ready clearly not thought about this at all you since (laughs) that's not how it went I was hoping to cut that bit out of the podcast, but you brought it back twice now, so it's going to have to stay in. Edit that one, mate. She doesn't listen to it. It's all right. Good luck editing that. Keep keep shouting the word, vasectomy. (laughs) We hope that you've got something to take away from listening to our conversation about how to initiate the dialogue, how to get the most from the beginning part of an interaction and join us next time as we finish off in part two. We'll see you then.